0: Welcome to the Church Matters Podcast, where we talk about topics related to the church in a way that honors the church. Thank you for joining the discussion. All right, welcome to the Church Matters podcast where we talk about issues related to the church in a way that honors the local church. Thanks for tuning in again. We're so glad that you're a part of this, a part of this conversation. We hope that it blesses you and that it strengthens the local church. All right, my name's Corey Williams. I'm your host and I'm here with Don Williams. And we are in a makeshift podcast studio at Williams Tree Farm. That's right. Now, walk us into that. Why are we here? Um, What's your role with the church and with this podcast and things like that?
1: Well, we we are here because of the pandemic, Mm -hmm. because we're just uh, setting up here because it's, you know, on site. So that's why we're doing it that way.
0: Yeah, it's kind of been crazy. So a couple weeks ago, if I get the timeline right, and it all blurs together at this moment, but a couple weeks ago. We're making arrangements to have church at Harlem High School That's right. and to take precautionary measures to prevent spread of germs and disease and particularly, you know, the coronavirus. So we're making those plans early in the week. And then at the end of the week, I'm on the phone with the high school and they're saying we're canceling all extracurricular reservations. We're canceling all the activities. The very next day school's done, you know, it's being canceled indefinitely. So. we had an event here the the church had an event here a women's gathering and so our equipment was already on site And we store it here anyways throughout yeah. the course of the week um but we were set up and so we made some quick arrangements to be able to provide church in an online platform with the equipment that we have um, yeah and uh, we're at the tree farm which is the business that you own that's right and um, and uh, your involvement with the church, you've been in different leadership capacities over the years. So talk to us a little bit about eldering and, and uh, you know, what you're up to now.
1: Yeah, well, I, was a, I served several terms at uh, the main campus at Beloit as an elder and uh, was currently serving when this whole project started up, this mm-hmm. uh, campus started up. So when you announced and we directed to do this that I just followed suit and came along uh, along with a couple another another elder also so yeah so
0: you were a global elder meaning you were making you were leading the congregation helping to make decisions helping to offer spiritual guidance kind of at that global level of not only the Beloy campus, but Iglesia and New Life and Janes, yes. the Janesville campus right. at that point. Right. And then we launched the McChesney Park campus, right. and you were, in a sense, an on site elder. You came with to help launch, you were on the launch team. Yes, and that's right. you continue to serve in, in that local leadership role, right. uh, along with Bruce. Um, all right, well, we're in the midst of a very Uh, fascinating time where our congregation now is no longer accessible face-to-face that's right it
1: creates some problems yeah so how do we lead in a time of crisis how do we lead when we're isolated well first thing i think is important is that that uh, you can't really do christian christianity by yourself that's it says to you know Do not forsake the the gathering together of the believers. So um, there's a lot to that. And I don't believe in my Christian experience that you can do uh, Christianity by yourself. So it's going to be imperative to uh, reach out one way or another Mm -hmm. and uh, do some encouragement and some accountability with other members of the flock.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, you know, one of the ideas that's been really big for me uh, when I think about the role of a pastor in general. The, the shepherding terminology that the Bible is so fond of using to talk about spiritual leadership um, is a concept that has been around for a long, long time and is simply pastoral visitation. Oh, yes. And uh, there's a book. I'll, I've got it here. It's um, It's an old book. It's called The Reformed Pastor by Richard Baxter. My oh, wife yeah. makes fun of me because <laughs> I read books with images like this on the cover, but I'll tell you a secret, these are the best. Uh, if they're still in print hundreds of years later, he was pastoring in the 1600s, but if they're still in print hundreds of years later, they have value, enduring value, I would say. Uh, in this book, one of the things that he talks about is he's encouraging other pastors to consider pastoral visitation. Yeah. And he's saying things like, and I'm gonna paraphrase it a little bit, but he essentially said to these other pastors that he believed he could do more spiritual good by doing a home visit and spending thirty minutes with a person and asking questions about their spirituality and their soul. And he was saying, "I feel like I could do more in thirty minutes in that environment than I could do in a lifetime of preaching." Wow. Yeah. So that's resonated with me, and and I agree that that's an ideal, but it's really hard to do nowadays. Yes, it is, and it's got a little harder too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, what are some of the factors that you think prevent people from I mean, I would even hesitate to go knock on somebody's door. He's marching around his, you know, parish, his location, and yeah. he knows where his congregants are and he's just popping in. That's right. So, right. you know, I I would be hesitant to do those sorts of things. What
1: what's the difference between yeah. Baxter and Well, this culture that we live in today is very private and uh, I remember when I was uh Organizing Christmas tree meetings decades ago that uh, the, the uh, agenda had to have value. If it didn't have value to the people that were thinking about attending, then um, they didn't even consider it. So this culture we live in, time is a problem, perceived value is a problem. Sure. So the, I think probably the vision for getting together with the Brethren would be to realize that it is important. Yeah. Very important. And it may not be important for you. It might be important to the people you're going to visit with. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, the way I kind of think about it sometimes is if I'm going to pop in, into somebody's life, the reaction might be, you know, this is none of your business, Yes. you know? And so that value we don't have yet, but um, certainly in a moment like this, I hope we can lead people to see how, uh, how awesome it could be. That's right. So, you know, one of the things we've been talking about over the last week is encouraging people to call one another.
1: Yes, yes. When we were over in Kenya during the elections, uh, Randall was there, and uh, one of the things that intrigued me, because we had all that time to talk and mm-hmm. and uh, get to know one another, and uh, Randall was there, and he was in YWAM. And so what intrigued me about that was is. They have to raise their own support.
0: Yeah, hold on. Just in case anyone doesn't know, YWAM stands for Youth with a Mission. It's a parachurch organization. Randall was a leader in that. Yeah. And the way that uh, organizational structure works is people have to raise their own funds. So Randall is a full-time leader in that ministry raising his own
1: funds. That's correct, yes. He had to go out. and So I asked him, I said, well, how do you do that? I mean, gosh seems so hard you know so he said well first of all don he said i would not ask anybody for money that i didn't know Hmm. so a lot of this you know fellowship and talking to people and home visits would be people that you know Hmm. you wouldn't do cold calls sure but you being the lead pastor you 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 are known by everybody so that's a little different. I mean, sure, that would give me permission
0: to do to, to reach out to people who maybe don't have that connectedness, right? Yeah, right. Who, who aren't able to connect naturally with some of the other people that they already know. That's correct. Yeah, um, yeah. This whole uh, season
1: is exciting because it has potential to carry over, doesn't it? Yes. Yes. Well, we hope it does. I mean, this is important stuff uh you really can't do christianity by yourself and shouldn't even attempt it um you can get off real quick and you know two two strands and a quarter not easily broken so um there's a lot of value to having accountability and uh um just that uh desire to be together Hmm. Yeah,
0: it's going to be exciting. I mean, I know that these are hard times and everyone's scared and unclear of what the future holds, but man, if this becomes normal where we've got uh, leaders in our campus regularly checking in with people, connecting and encouraging and praying together, and then if that continues, you know, moving forward into the future, if that becomes something that is not only normal, but it's expected. Mm-hmm. I think it has tremendous opportunity. There's another book I've got here. It's by Timothy Whitner, or Whitmer, I'm sorry. And, uh, you know, he's talking about shepherd leadership and he's making these suggestions that this uh, this is a way to accomplish that. We can't yeah. do like Richard Baxter and go to everyone's home per se, but we can call and we can have questions that, that draw out um, how people are doing spiritually and, um, and what that's like. Uh, I've got a quick story. I was on our Facebook last night, and I was looking at some of the messages that were going back and forth, and there was a there was a lady from our church who has taken that, um, that challenge to reach out and call people, and um, she's doing that, and she was sharing um, with our Facebook page with, you know, we've got different people who manage it, but she was sharing how neat it was that she's making these connections and there was this kind of openness that people had in this moment sure. to talk about stuff and and she just was uh commenting on how much she was enjoying it yeah so i hope that that is normal i hope that it's a blessing i hope lots of people jump on board with this one
1: mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. well guys that's the end of our session today that's the time that we've got so thank you again for tuning in Uh, Be sure to like and subscribe us on the different platforms and continue to tune in as we release new content. Thanks guys. We'll see you soon. Thank you for listening in. Please like and subscribe to this podcast in order to receive notifications for upcoming episodes. If you've benefited from listening, we'd appreciate you taking a moment to rate and review the podcast. We'd also love it if you shared this with a friend Until next time, may the manifold wisdom of God be made known through the church.